Jamie and Fortune's Speed Max Dungeon. Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon. That's a fella. Uh, evening, Mark. Evening, listeners. Uh, I didn't do the introduction right, did I? Yeah, that's about right. That sounded normal. Uh, nice to see you, Mark. Nice to see you, mate. You're well, in fine fettle. Oh, 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 yes. Aren't you? What's going on in this dungeon this week? What hijinks has that bellend Igor been up to? The uh, the mood's completely different this week, Mark. As you'll have noticed yourself. You know, it's a happy atmosphere, you know. Uh, coming to the dungeon again is a pleasure. It just feels nice to be here. It's like spring is in the air. It's like Russ Abbott's house party. No, that's completely wrong. They had an atmosphere in his party. It was, yeah, it was Noel, a horrible. It was atmosphere. Noel who had the party, wasn't it? Yeah, that, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, spring is in the air. Okay. Uh, if I was going to say, uh, like, if I was going to compare this week to some kind of you know classic genre movie of some kind, I would say this week has really kind of been. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. But, but, like, not as romantic and maybe a little bit more grotesque. In what way? Explain yourself. Well, Igor Brukowit, that's his surname, right? I told you that. His yeah. yeah. Son of Sam. No, no, he's no relation to Son of Sam. Well, that was Berkowitz, that's just saying. What, you mean Sam Berkowitz, the local greengrocer? No, the son of Sam was... Berkowitz was the son of Sam killer, wasn't he? Oh, right. no, he's no relation to any of them. Or the, or the greengrocer. He, yeah, he's no relation. But anyway, Igor Berkowitz is right. in love. Oh, God. Is he? Yeah, he's totally he in, in love, love with... Uh, I do know her name. Uh, yeah, she's... Uh, she's quite a... Yeah. Oh, say a fucking name then. It's Wendy. Wendy... Shito Fasado. No, that's not a name. Uh, that is a name. No, that's not a name. It is a name. Wendy Shito Fasado. Is she Italian? Yes. Half Italian, half Welsh. No, half Navajo Indian. Why are you making it so difficult? I'm not making it difficult. Why are you giving it such a ridiculous name? It's not a ridiculous name. It's a real. It's, I've seen that name before. Wendy Shito Fasado. Where have you seen that? All over the place. If you go to Italy, places like <laughs> or, that. Or the Navajo area of North or, America. Yes, Navajo, yes. Is that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Navajo name, Mark. Right. What's going, what is going on with Wendy? Uh, well, she... Is she uh, as freaky looking as he is? Well, you know, uh, well, I think she... I think... I think they met after last week's appendaged meat mishaps. Um... Igor was really down. I took the telepods away. Uh, he, you know, he was a bit glum. Gary, do you remember Gary Learymouth, the guy that was manhandled by the pie? He uh, is affiliate. He's a scaffolder, but he's affiliated with the Jersey Mafia. Yeah, and he uh, he kind of felt that like it might have been a like an assassination attempt. But after Eagle convinced him that really he was just trying to give him some meat in a raffle, it was a kind of a kickback, you know. Um, Gary kind of he like me he fell in love with Igor oh, for God's sake and he set him up with Wendy Shito Fasado you're not going to say that every time just say Wendy when, Wendy there's not enough hours in a day to okay. say Shito Fasado uh, so Wendy uh, and w- Wendy and Eagle they have a lot in common Mark well what we'll describe her I'll get to that Mark I mean, how she looks isn't important well, well it is to me the crucial thing is that they're like a love match. They are into... A love what? A love match. 
Oh, right, okay. They are, they're both avid collectors. Of what, weird shit? Well, well, as you know, Igor is into, well, he collects Sylvalian families and <sighs> uh, children's knitwear. That's not creepy enough. What does she collect? Uh, well, she uh, she collects uh, potato peelers, Nazi daggers, in the artwork of notorious British convict uh, Charles Bronson. It, uh, during his red period. <laughs> He's just chucking shit at a dartboard to get... What are you talking about? What do you mean, what am I talking about? What do you mean, what? he took... How many red paintings has he done? Red period. What are you on about? Well, that was this period where he was just in his, his red rage area. Oh, what, what, does she, what does Wendy look look like? Uh, well, uh, she she's a fascinating lady. I got what, looking? Uh, she's really, really tall. No, taller than you, Mark. She's taller uh, than Igor. She uh, oh, way taller. She's taller well, than she's you. CNN. That wouldn't work for a start. Well, apparently it does, Mark. Well, You've been trying well. to convince me for so long, <laughs> and you were right. Some tall ladies like particularly short men. All right, how tall is she? Taller than me? Yeah. So she's like what six ten? Fucking she, hell. Yeah. That's mental. Is it, all, is it all in proportion, though? Yeah. I mean, she has a penchant for coprophilia. Uh, is that eating shit? She's got a monobrow that goes no, 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 like... No, you can't just... You can't just... You can't just blow Mark, she, over that. Mark, she has a... What does coprophilia mean? Is that eating, I'll get eating, to that, Mark. Is that eating shit? Yeah. She has a monobrow that goes to both ears. It stretches to both ears. And she's got... Mark, she's got... She's got a really shady past selling parasols door-to-door. You fucking melon. <laughs> you really do. I'll tell you the... Right, do you know, was, uh, do you know the most disturbing thing? Well, eating uh, shit. Our favourite band is U2. What's wrong with that? Oh, they're shit. Damn it. Well, it's awesome for courses, mate. She likes you too. She likes you. That's not the weirdest thing about her. If you were describing her in a room and you didn't know who she was, you wouldn't say, uh, the woman who likes you, you too. You'd say, the woman whose face is smeared and shit and he's six foot ten. Of all of that... With the weird eyebrows. Of all of that, Mark, if it were me that were dating her, the you too thing would be the deal breaker. Other than the eating shit. You could get round that. How can you get round that? What are you talking about? If it's love, Mark, it's love. What she can I tell you? She eats shit. Not all the time. Oh, just when they're having a sexy time. I don't know. I don't know the on details. Table? Does she eat it herself? Mark, you does you're, she you're, eat her own shit? You're picking a you're picking on a throwaway line that we should leave as a throwaway line. <laughs> all right, she's a coprophiliac. Let's just leave it at that. A coprophiliac. We don't need to we don't need to pick it apart, Mark. Like well, a yeah, she does. Just leave it. No, I've got one more question. Right, right. Whose shit is she eating? I don't know. I'm not with her. I'm not going to ask Igor. Well, if you're on a date... No doubt he'll turn up any moment now, Mark, to save us from this... You might (laughs) serve her a bowl of your own shit, and she'll go, yeah, disgusting. I only eat my own shit. Hang on. Coprophiliacs don't... That's not how it works. Well, how does it work, Jamie? I don't know how it works. Well, it's to do with, like, sex and that. So it's not... They eat... When they eat normally, they just eat normally. They still eat food. When are they eating shit? When they're having sexy time? Yeah, can we, can we just call it <laughs> yes. scat? Can we just call it scat, Mark? They're scat munchers. All right, she's a scat right, muncher. Okay, okay. okay you you start it. You can't just throw that into a conversation, not expect a few questions about it. You can throw it in. What about if these eyebrows? If it's a podcast, then you, you can just roll right over it. Pretend I never said it. Okay. Right, what about these eyebrows? What's going on there? Well, it's a monobrow. 
I would, they're not brows. It's a brow. Right. And it goes from one ear all the way Does to... Does she look like that woman out of Dodgeball? Not that I'm thinking, because I haven't seen Dodgeball oh, right. Maybe. Which is this woman? She, uh, to be honest, she's got a lot of hair on her cheeks as well. Oh, God. Well, I know, but Eagle... Mate... Eagle's been completely different this week. You you must have felt yourself that the vibe was different. And if you'll remember this week, Mark, he'd he'd used the washing line and he'd used your clothes pegs in it was your wooden ones and he'd left them on the line. And it got all baggy. Well, they got wet in the rain and they started falling apart. So he did go out and replace them with like plastic clothes pegs. And that's pretty considerate, Mark. Well, no, no. If you wreck something, you replace it. Well, he left. He just left them out on the line. He left them out. He didn't bring the pegs in. Well, you're bringing pegs in, mate. That's mental. If they're wood, you definitely bring yeah. your pegs in. But I, mean, I don't know why I've got wooden pegs. Well, I haven't anymore. He left them one out in the rain. Well, you got plastic ones, Mark. And you, the good thing about plastic ones is that you can leave them out in the rain. <sighs> so you don't need to piss about bringing them back in. Someone leave left, them out on the line. Someone left a cake out in the rain. What? <laughs> There's a song. There's a song. Right. <laughs> Cake. No, it's by... Um, oh, my God. Who's the guy that wrote Wichita Line Man? Glenn Campbell. No, he didn't... He sung it. He oh, okay. That's still pretty well remembered, considering he sung this it. He didn't like, it. in no way I scripted whatsoever. Anyway, the guy that wrote <laughs> Wichita Line Man wrote a song, and the first line is, someone left a cake out in the rain. Well... How other than my pegs? Anyway, let's get, get, let's get through this because we're 15 minutes in. Right, okay, mate. I, oh, hang on. Whoa. Can you hear him coming, Mark? I can hear a little scuttling. Yeah, a little scuttling. It's like his little clogs tip, tip tapping. Oh, come on. You can smell his pungent aftershave from him. It's kind of a musk. He smells oh, like it's an ox. pungent. Uh, hello, Eagle. Hey, buddy. Yeah, he's smiling. Um, say hello to Mark, Eagle. All right. Yeah. yeah, no, he's... Hey, come on, he's warming to you, mate. And he... Uh, yeah, he, yeah. you're sorry about the pegs, Eagle, we know. He, that, and thanks for getting the plastic ones, that's good. Uh, you've got a date tonight. Marky's got a date tonight. Okay, you're taking uh, Wendy Shito Fasado. Uh, uh, are you going to dress up, uh, Eagle? Because you look like... You don't look great. You need to buff yourself up a bit, mate. Hang on, he's he's put product in his hair... He's only got the one. Well, what, yeah, it was WD forty. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, Eagle, that's fine. Yeah, you can borrow the horse and cart tonight. Yeah, that's fine. And uh, where are you going on your date? Okay, yeah, right. Where's he uh, going? Well, it's a uh, it's a, a new restaurant apparently. It, oh, is it? Yeah, it specialises in cuisine from the Faroe Islands. What does this even mean? I can kind of see where it's going, Mark. It's kind of so, loads of fish, I'd so, imagine. So, Eagle, what's the uh, what's the name of this place? This, uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, okay. It's called Sven's Blubber Hut. Okay, okay. And what and what what are you having? Okay, you're having a narwhal burger, and Wendy's gonna have a dolphin kebab. Oh, that's amazing. Sounds pretty revolting. I'm not even sure, Igor, that that's uh, legal to eat in this country. Just make sure you're back by 10 because we're not leaving a key out tonight. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he's smiling and not. You two are getting on so much better. No. He seems so much happier. It's almost like he's got poipus in his life. All that for that? Yeah. 
Ah, uh, nothing goes right. He's off. He's so, how incredibly agile is uh, Igor for such a little man? Off he goes. See you later, Burko. Climbing up the walls. Can you remember the little gap? There's that little gap in the top yeah. of the walls. He's gone. Yeah, I just see him scuttling up scuttle yeah. through that. See you later, Igor. And he's gone. He's gone, Mark. Thank God for that. Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon? Anyway, Jamie, we forgot to, um, last week, we were going to do a review of the Netflix Chainsaw Massacre remake, reboot, soft reboot, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Um, Um, Shot in Bulgaria. Shot in Bulgaria. I kind of liked it. It was really gory. Leatherface is suddenly turning into Michael Myers in that he's unkillable, whereas before he was just like a kind of mentally challenged, you know, hulking skin wearing brute yeah with a childlike mentality yeah lack of emotion or kind of yeah yeah so they're changing the character of Leatherface well, yeah, in a few, I don't like in, that in a few of the Texas Chainsaws his mentality was uh, not described what's the word I'm looking for you knew he was a bit of a child there was yeah. it was like there was another him in there well he, he sometimes yeah. it would come to the surface he would show his gentle side a little bit or he'd try or they made him out to be quite sympathetic, or or he was never sympathetic. Well, but no, I think that's he not kind what I mean. Of... I, I, I mean, say in Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, he, he kind of they tried to sympathise. They tried to, him. you know, and uh, Stretch tries to. Um, she yeah. uses that. She, yeah, she. He kind of fancies her. Let's not get back. We've yeah, done yeah, it. Yeah. We've done it. Uh, the new Netflix one, <coughs> uh, good gore. Uh, I thought the young cast were quite good. Um, the storyline... The storyline is hokum. Yeah, like the influencers buying up a town, and you kind of already know that they probably cack-handedly haven't bought all of it. Yeah. The old lady getting evicted. The, yeah, all that. I did think the sunflower scene, sunflower field scene... Was quite good. Well, it was kind of tense. Nonsensical, like a lot of horror films, but, you know, it was kind of good. Yeah, I mean, my concern was his age. Yeah, you mentioned that. I mentioned that a few yeah, times. Yeah, okay, this not, it was <laughs> skating, it was skating then, over it, Mark. It was just skating then, over. Quick then, review, then quick then review. Sally turning up. She's 70-odd. She's totally today. wasted. So, yeah, totally wasted. Why well, Why bother bringing her back if they're just going to do that to her? Why did, why did she go into the room and basically say, you son of a bitch, do you remember me? And he didn't remember her. No, of course he didn't. And he, he just killed thousands of them. And he just let. And she she just let just like, oh, okay. Oh, damn. He doesn't remember me. Yeah. Why didn't she just go in there and shoot his head off? Why was there a chainsaw in the wall? In the wall. Yeah. Well, I guess he'd hidden it there. Years why before. would you fucking put a chainsaw in the wall and then plaster over it? Well, the Soros family, Mark. But what? Can't let the whole thing. There's one good scene. Good gore. Good gore on a bus. And to me, mate, that was about it. The rest carnage. Of, the be- rest of it was. Uh, there were slivering entrails. Yeah. I love. Sl- you don't. There are not enough slivering entrails in movies. Do you want to say it again? Slivering entrails. Slivering entrails. No, the gore was good, but you know, I, I think you need more than that. Well, I, you know, I like it when he's slippering around in it, their guts. That could have been any slasher from the early two thousands. There yeah. had been no chainsaw involved. That could have been anything. I, yeah, and that, that's why very generic. That's what I would say about this, though, is that if it were in no way Texas Chainsaw related, wasn't Leatherface, was a whole new story. 
and some other guy wearing another creepy mask, you know, a new creepy mask. Yeah. That, then I would have thought that was a pretty good new. No, I wouldn't have thought it. Mm. It could have been Jason. It could have been anyone. It yeah. just happened to be it's still a real knockoff of that indestructible boogeyman yeah. bullshit. Yeah. And the, you know, okay, quick review, Mark. Quick review. Yeah, we, that's that. we're not. This well, isn't even our film I tonight. Give it a, I'd give it two out of ten. Okay, two out of five. Four stars. Really. Oh, the goal was awesome. Oh, come on. Oh, he snapped a guy's wrist off and then with a bone, he stabbed him in the neck. <sighs> One stabby bone moment awesome. does not a great film make. I'm mucking around. I, yeah, not... Maybe free. Anyway, free that's stars. not even the film we're talking about this no, week. No, no, no. Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon? What are we talking about this week, Matt? You're next. Sorry, what? You're next. What? You're next. Okay, uh, yeah, you're next, which was made in 2011, sat on the shelf, and then was released years. in 2013. Adam Wingard, directing. Yes, yeah. He's got quite the. Um, what sort of film? Uh, can I just say, what, uh, you're next, really, for people who haven't seen it, it's like a. Uh, it's a home invasion movie or a home special military operation movie if you live in Russia. Is it? Yeah, it's a home invasion movie, Mark. Like a siege slasher. It's like a weird... I thought it was a weird Agatha Christie type film. What? It's a weird Agatha Christie film. No. Yes, it is. There's a lot of people in a house getting bumped off. Okay, all right, hang on. So, all right, so it's a home invasion movie uh, directed by Adam Wingard. What else has he directed, Mark? Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. Do you like that? I love that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just turn your brain off Monster Mash, isn't it? It turned my brain off and I fell asleep. Really? Yeah. I loved it. Okay, that's good. Well, maybe because I watched it with a 13-year-old who was squeaking and squawking and jumping around the house like a man. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's a different... Yeah. I watched it on a dreary day on my own with a cup of cocoa in my hand and high that's hopes. That's not the time <laughs> to watch Godzilla vs. <laughs> Kong now, is it? Why, why no. You should have the windows open and it's all bright neon. I loved it. I loved it. <coughs> I reckon it's the best Monster Mash movie. <coughs> There we go. No, uh, yeah, no, I don't agree with that. What else has he directed? Have you seen The Guest? Yes. I love The Guest. I love The Guest. Uh, what about, uh, he did a, uh, the adaptation of Death Note, the manga. No, I, I liked it, but nobody else seemed to. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. I don't think it was a brilliant adaptation of the it was comic. A, it was a, an, a, I thought it was a... Uh, it was a passable, westernised... Yeah, it was a westernised version. Attempt. And I didn't know, story. because I didn't know... I'd never seen the original or knew anything about the original characters. Uh, so it was fine for me. Not amazing, but it was it, okay. was... it was fine. I think I think this and The Guest are his two movies worth checking out. But he's... I mean, again, he... Although I really enjoyed The Guest. He's, he's the guy in that... It's the uh, English guy that was in Downton Abbey, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Dan Stevens. That's the fella. Yeah, yeah. good work, man. Um, that's, yeah. that's a really good film. So, yeah, so we're talking about your next tonight, Home Invasion Siege Slasher Movie. Yeah. Um, directed by Adam Wingard. The writer was Simon Barrett. Yeah. And, he also um, plays one of the bad guys, I think. Yeah, he does. He he, uh, he is... Uh, Tiger Mask. Tiger Mask, okay. Which is the first one to get taken out by Erin. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, what is... Well, do a quick, let's do a quick synopsis. Well, I just want to like, set up the, the okay. All right, okay. Do you want to do it? Well, there's a, a strange family. How do you mean? Why are they strange? Because they've they're rich. 
No, they're an estranged family. Oh, estranged. Okay, sorry. They live in what, strange. They are. They are an estranged family. Yet. Okay. They live in one of these, or the parents live in one of these ridiculously. Well, they're large, billionaires. This is their country home. So yeah, it's, all covered it's, it's in, absolutely massive. This house. Um, and they're just having. They're getting all the family together because they haven't seen them for a while. It's their thirty-fifth anniversary. That's right. And um, they all bring their partners. I think there's is there four kids. They've got four kids, three sons and a daughter. Three sons and a daughter. Do you want me to do the names? Yeah, of go the, on. Do, and shall I do the cast? Go on then. Okay. Uh, okay, well, the the, 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 uh, the the couple that is celebrating their anniversary, Paul and Aubrey Davison. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who are played by Rob Moran and uh, horror legend Barbara Crampton, who mm. was in Reanimator and From Beyond. They're getting together for their anniversary, and their sons, Drake Davison, played by Joe Swanberg, uh, Crispin Davison, played by AJ Bow- Bowen, uh, Felix Davison, played by Nicholas Tushi, and their fourth child, their daughter, Amy, played by Amy Simetz. Yeah. Who was in Alien Covenant. She was in Alien Covenant. So they come together, and I mean, they're grown-up kids, and they've got partners. Yeah, so there's uh, eight people turn up. Yeah. And you can tell there's tension there immediately, can't you? Yeah. They're a, they are a dysfunctional family. Can you remember the photo, the family photo? Yeah. And what do you really notice about that? Is it one of them is missing? Well, no, they're all there, but they're all, like, they're so far apart. None of yeah. they've got, they ain't got, even the... The parents are sat at the front on a sofa and they're about a foot apart and the four kids are behind them and they're all about... They're kind of all stood about a foot apart. Yeah. So, you... Like, Can I just uh, mention, one of the guys, um, I think it's Tarek, who one of the brothers keeps saying the name wrong, didn't he? Yeah, Tariq. 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 Uh, he's played by Ty West. Yeah. Who's directed... Oh, I can't remember what it is. The Roost. Yeah, he's, and yeah, one of the other brothers is a, a horror film director as well. So. Well, uh, well, Ty West has done a few. Um, Ty Ty West uh, did the Roost, which is okay, um, a real good sort of early attempt. Uh, yeah, you know, if I'm being critical, but it's a good movie. Uh, House of the Devil, which is absolutely awesome. I right. love House of the Devil. Um, AJ Bowen is also in that movie. Yeah, he's good in that. Um, he also did the innkeepers, which is a pretty effective. I've noticed in I noticed in my research I did <laughs> that the, the you, you uh, did no research. I did a little bit of research. No, you have no paper in your hand. I've got a brain. I write it down in. I know you've got a brain, Mark. But you have no paper in your hand. <laughs> but the the, uh, the older brother, the AJ guy, Ty West, and Wingard. Yeah, they all kind of they're kind of a bit of a group when it comes well, it's to a making mum- mumble call. Yeah. It's Mumblecore, which was like a big thing in the, well, what was it, kind of early... Early 210s? Yeah, naughty, yeah late noughties, early 210s. And it was largely sort of uh, improvisational, low-budget, um, dialogue-heavy kind of movies. Uh, Joe Swanberg, who plays older brother Drake, he direct. I think he, the, of all... I mean, he's, I think he's directed a few films. Uh, the one that you would have heard of possibly is that drinking buddies no. that added yeah it had a, that 
I may be being unkind, but I think of all his films, I think that's one that probably people may have heard of. But I mean, he's directed a lot. Of, I haven't seen any of them. I mean, they're all pretty low budget. Yeah. Um, not really. I mean, they're not my genre. They're just sort of kind of well, this, relationship. This, this kind film classes mumblecore. Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of improvisation in it. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, especially is. that dinner scene that starts. Yeah, that starts yeah. things off. So, um, so synopsis-wise, so the family are all at the country home. Um, there's been a few suspicious things going on. Noises upstairs when no one's upstairs. Um, the doors open when the parents arrive inexplicably. We already know, of course, from the prologue. Yeah. We should have mentioned the bloody prologue. Yeah, what is this? We're way off with what we're... The yeah, prologue, there was a st- where the neighbours yeah. get killed. The neighbours get killed. What, and I need to ask you, Mark, given that we now know the motive yeah. of why everything was going on, why on earth would they have written, in blood, your next on the windows well, of the neighbour after they killed both of them? Well, why did they kill the neighbours? Well, I guess I in guess in case somebody escaped. Yeah, they made they were just a liability, I guess. So they just killed them. But it's, but given that we know what's going on, that it, the whole the whole your next thing doesn't work. Doesn't make a lot of sense no. in the whole bloody there's, movie. There's the other. There's another thing that doesn't really make a lot of sense either, which is one of the main things when you think about the film. Is it? Should we, do you want to say that now, or do you want me to just do the? No, t- just do it. Do it. Um, so, so they. So basically, the family are there. They are. They're a dysfunctional family. Uh, we, we, the audience, already know that something. Yeah, there, there are baddies in the area. Yeah, you know the neighbours have been killed. Um, should also mention that uh, the, that song is crucial. I think to the. Well, that guy who puts a CD on it, it keeps. It's on repeat. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. The yeah, the girl he's with at the very start of the film puts the song on, and it's uh, by the Dwight Twilly band. And this, uh, is, this is in the neighbor's house. Yeah, looking for the magic is the name of the song, Dwight Twilly band, and she puts it on repeat. Uh, people in masks arrive, kill them. Later on through the film, at various times. There's a return to that location, yeah, and that song is still on repeat, yeah, which I kind of find really creepy, yeah, because it's kind of a light-hearted, you know, seventies, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. It's very creepy when you when you've heard it the third it, time. Yeah, it turns it into, the, the, and there's no one listening to it. The only people in there are the two dead people. And yeah, the song and is just stuff happens again in the house, and you're like, Fuck, now I've got to listen to this. That song, song is still playing. Awful happens in. Yeah, it's horrible. So, yeah, so the family... Uh, they're having dinner. Yeah, and they're attacked. Tarek sees some... Everybody starts arguing. Yeah. Hang Tarek. on, do you want to mention that... The, I mean, the dinner scene's funny, isn't it? Um, Drake is the older Davison brother. Yeah, and he's a prick. He's he? pretty obnoxious. And straight away, he's kind of... Uh, he's on Tariq about him being a filmmaker. Yeah. And he knows he's going to kind of wind him up and he's saying, oh, for me, it's all about the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even, that's the best thing about telly. And he's, uh, Tariq's a documentary maker and he's telling him that yeah, like, we, to get the money, he needs to go into commercials. It's pretty rude. <laughs> yeah. And then he starts arguing with his other brother that's got a young girlfriend, Erin, who is a student of his. That's right. And he says, what, he says, well, um, she, 
she was working for him as a, like TA. an assistant. Yeah, his TA, teaching assistant. Yeah, in and the, he said, yeah, we got we had to stop her doing that because it was uh, inappropriate. Inappropriate, and he just mutters under his breath, "Yeah, unprofessional." Yeah, and then it, that kicks that off, kicks and off. they have, start having this big row. In the meantime, Tarek's seen something out the window. Yeah, and you can see, you think, oh, he's, he's doomed. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, he is, and he's looking out the window, and you hear the crash. And you see Tarek stood there, but they're stood, they haven't heard this. They've just carried on arguing, no, they, they? Yeah, they've been out there. And then slowly people turn around and see Tarek sort of stunk, <laughs> tumbling, <laughs> stumbling around, and he falls on the floor. What's he wearing? What? How would you describe or the scarf that it he's wearing? It was neck scarf, that's all it is. Yeah, but, I mean, it's a... It, that scarf... It looks like somebody from the Middle East. That scarf tells you that he's pretentious. <laughs> Yeah, the scarf alone is enough to kind of convince you that the guy is, and he's the first to die. So, uh, so there's a crossbow, there's a crossbow bolt death yeah. in the living room during dinner. Dining room, yeah, not the living room. Yeah, how working class? We, well, we'd be eating it off our laps. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah, so in the dining room, he dies. I got a question. Go on. Why isn't that billionaire with that massive house got way more security than he has? Yeah, you would have thought so. Or a gun in the house. Yeah, that's the other thing. I did think that. You would have thought there's there's no guns in that house at all. No. Um, Why don't they turn the lights out? If me and you are in a dining room and someone's shooting crossbow bolts through the windows at us... Yeah, turn the lights out. You'd turn the lights out, wouldn't you? Yeah. They don't do that. If you're a billionaire, you can have a panic button or a panic room. Well, you would hope so. But immediately, uh, Erin... Which is uh, Crispin's girlfriend? Aust- is she? She's Australian. She's Australian. Yeah, she's got yeah, got a real accent, mate. Uh, she, Stop, instantly she instantly is sort takes of, charge. She? Yeah, she's kind of knows what to do. She gets everyone down. Um, they get out. They kind of get out of the dining room. Everyone's in hysteria. Uh, the there's old a of, there's a lot of screaming at this point. Well, the it? older brother gets hit in the back. Yeah, and he, I, I'll be honest with you. I would imagine you would bleed out within... Not, within if they, not if they don't take it out. Within an hour, even without... It was a broad head. It wasn't wouldn't, it wouldn't a target arrow, which isn't like a point. It was a broad head arrow. Right. So that, that makes a mess when it goes in. Mate, that would take a deer down. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, I mean, I know it's a... I hate to be Nick Picky, but... He would he would bleed out really quickly. Espe- I mean, I know they do take it out and there's comic effect and all that, but well, they, 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 he he, he, he would Aaron, be dead. This Aaron gets him in the hallway, and they're all panicking, thinking um, that they all get their phones out and there's no phone signal. Yeah, and the brother, what's his name? Felix. Felix says, "Oh, they've used a jammer." Should we not mention Felix's girlfriend? Z. Z. Played by uh, Wendy Glenn, who was born in Bristol. Oh, was she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you look at her, she looks like she, she could be like born in Bristol. She looks like yeah, a yeah. Goff. She, she does. She's been kicking around. Well, I, she, I mean, she shows up and she, from the get-go. She's classic femme fatale. Yeah. Like dark hair, bangs, smoking a cigarette. That's, you are, there's something about her from the get-go. Yeah. So anyway, that... Felix suggests that maybe the mobile phones are being jammed. And they come up with a plan. Yeah, terrible. It's an awful, awful plan. The plan yeah. is for somebody to 
run out, so they're all arguing about who's the fastest runner, which I thought was quite funny. Isn't she kind of encouraged to run out by one of the brothers? I think she is, yeah. So, yeah, as it unfolds, because what happens would only work if you were running full pout full pout at the front door. Otherwise, and if you were just, you'd be like, other yeah, Mister. Well, what happens is the 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 younger sister is convinced. Amy, Amy, she's convinced to Tariq's girlfriend. Yeah, so Tariq's already dead. Tariq's already dead. Yeah, he's dead. So obviously her mental state's blown out the window. Yeah, she gets convinced that she can run out and get help at the neighbours or yeah. or what have you. So it's a very tense moment where there's two people holding the door shut. That's she's Crispin gonna, and the dad. The dad and Crispin yeah, holding they're gonna, doors. They're going to open the door. Yeah, and she's going to run out at full tilt. At full. Whack, Bearing in mind that people have been shooting crossbow bolts at them. Yeah, so she's she's got to get her speed up before she's out the door. Yeah, okay. Otherwise, they're going to go. Yeah. It's going to shoot her. Then what happens is it's a slow mo her running and she she goes quick, doesn't she? Oh yeah, yeah. And it just happens to be razor wire. P- yeah, it's like a piano wire. It's piano it? wire. Yeah. yeah. Um, it de- and it doesn't sever her head. They no, it just cuts her I didn't think it was piano wire. I thought it, I thought it had serrated bits on it, like a razor, like yeah, a really maybe. thin razor wire, which would do damage if you even if you walked into it slowly. Piano wire. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not au fait with the type. Well, of I never tried razor wire. Stringing yeah. razor wire across somebody's neck. Um, she bleeds out really quickly. That's the second one down. So, and that's the first of the family. So mm. the family, obviously, the mother, Barbara Crampton, is distraught. I mean, that's her youngest daughter has just been taken out by her running out the front door into razor wire. So you know, the family is distraught. They take Barbara Crampton upstairs. Yeah. They take Aubrey upstairs. She lies down. Uh, as she's lying down. Another member of the assailants who's already in the house, yeah, wearing a fox mask. This guy's played by Lane Hughes. Uh, he pops out and chops her up basically with a machete, yeah. Um, but then the clever bit about that is he doesn't leave the room, no, no, no just, he just no, goes back under the bed, yeah. And everyone comes in, they've heard the scream, it's at time to write your next on the wall. Which again is which again doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense. Well, what right? We've got to it's only because that's the name of the film with it? masks. Why have they got masks on? Because they've got balaclavas on. You find out eventually they've got balaclavas on underneath. Yeah, but the masks are creepy. Yeah, but why? But they're doing. They're there to do a certain thing. Yeah, but there's a bit more. They were having fun as well. They were. I mean, yeah, they're there getting paid almost almost like a mercenary job. But they're having fun as well. They're not. They're not. Not enjoying it. I mean, they're they're homicidal. One of them, fox fox mask. You, when he takes his mask off, he seems so stoned. He's got like yeah. really red eyes, like really stoned. And you realise as well that for a lot of the killings, he's had like earphones in. Mm. He's just been listening to music. So he's stoned out of his mind, listening to really loud music, going around chopping people up, which is kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, and you also realise that the, the, the assailants are all, like, ex-military. They've, 
serve together. Yeah. So, you know, they, there is a... In, from the way they act, you can kind of see that there's a certain military vibe to what they're doing. Yeah. L- Lamb face would appear to be the most brutal, ironically. Well, he's, the, he's the, not the leader. Yeah, yeah. He's the... the Lamb, uh, Lamb, Lamb mask is played by Elsie Holt. And he's the most brutal, and he's the one that does the Halloween head tilt. Yeah. You know, when he's, they return to the neighbour's house, Dwight Tilly is still playing. They sit down on the sofa. He's just... It's the it's the wife of Drake that he's just killed. Yeah. Um, horribly with a massive sledgehammer. Yeah, is it Kelly? I think it's Kelly. Sarah Myers, played by Sarah Myers. And he basically... Well, he punches her through a plate glass window, chucks her through a glass table, and then when she's basically led prone on the floor, he lines it up and really whacks her in the head with the axe, and then goes and sits down on the sofa and does the old... Does the old head tilt. Yeah. And we should also mention that an earlier victim, played by Larry Fessenden, is sat on the sofa. sofa. Larry Fessenden is also... a. kind of a low budget cult director right he, okay uh, he directed Wendigo oh right okay uh, you may have seen that it's a, it's a little bit arty but it's quite a good it's film like Wendigo something in the words yeah. ancient Native American yeah. thing yeah yeah, yeah. Um, shapeshifter kind of thing and it is a little bit arty but it's still quite an effective film but Larry Fessenden again he I, I don't know that he's considered part of the mumble core movement, but he's certainly affiliated to it, and he's done a lot of a lot of low budget films, kind of semi improv. He's appeared in a lot of films as well as an actor, um, but yeah, he uh, he he was playing the neighbour that got killed at the start. Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon. Uh, what I do want to mention, uh, we both love the guest, right? Yes. Um, Early on in the film, I should have mentioned this earlier on, when uh, Crispin and his girlfriend Erin are driving to the home and they're having a chat in the car, uh, Crispin says that his dad works for KPG, which right. is a uh, it's a uh, defence contractor. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the KPG is also the company in The Guest, which is has involvement in what happens in the guest. So well, there is at kind that of point, a... I remember that, him saying, oh, it's, it used to do with some of the defence. I thought that would be the reason. Yeah, there's a little bit of a red herring, wouldn't it? Because yeah, she no. kind of reacts like, whoa, you know, the defence contractor, KPG? Yeah. And yeah. he says, oh, yeah, you know, you, you know, you don't mind working for fascists. And then he says, uh, and she doesn't mind having dinner with fascists. And he says, uh, "Oh, he was just an accountant or something, or, or even, you know, what a massive house like that." Well, yeah, he's obviously I mean, top. The house is ridiculous. I, d- I think that's what he says. The house is like ten Home Alone houses all stuck together. It is huge. Yeah. Um, apparently, it, it was a derelict house. It was yeah, an I antique derelict an... house. It's a pretty good nick. Well, that might just be the exteriors, you know. Yeah, the inter- yeah, that's true. Um, so okay, so um, so go, just going through it synoptically. Um, when when is the twist revealed, Mark? When do they? Because there is a twist. Well, they hear a no- don't they hear a noise upstairs? Well, Mum's upstairs. Mum's upstairs. Barbara Crampton's upstairs. She's dead. 
Yeah. Um, they, yeah, they, they all know. They, I think they hear a noise or the dad figures out that there's still... Somebody figures out there's, there's somebody in the house. Yeah. So he goes upstairs with a machete and Felix? Well, Felix and Z go to find the dad. Yeah. And they find the dad and the dad has worked out that... It's not a random attack. He's he's been upstairs and he's found like a hidden room, and in that room there's a bottle of piss and loads of food. That's right. And yeah. someone has basically been, been living, living up there for a while, kind of staking the place out. So it's not a random attack. He, the father's like saying, well, "Our family's being targeted." As he's saying that, Fox Mask, who's we know has been upstairs all along, pops out. Slits him across the throat with his machete, um, and you kind of notice instantly that the reaction of the son is off. Hasn't the Felix is off? Hasn't the um, Aaron already killed that guy at this point? Oh yeah, uh, Tiger Mask. Yeah, if we rewind a bit, we, if we rewind a bit. Um, Aaron's been making traps, hasn't she? With the planks of nails. Yeah, she, I mean, she's kind of already revealed herself to be... A li- a she's been misjudged. Badder. It's another one of those they've misjudged this person yeah, trope. badly. A little bit like Columbo, a little bit like First Blood. <laughs> they've misjudged her. She starts making the simplest man traps around the window. She's putting planks of wood with nails sticking up. That's it. Well, she, and she's I don't get, know, actually. Well, she's but she's getting ready for a siege. She's boiling water. Yeah. She's getting. Has she been attacked knives. in the kitchen yet? Yeah, and she yeah, that's Tiger Mask that attacks her in the kitchen. She stabs him through the hand. Yeah, and then doesn't uh, the woman that was murdered in the house with the axe? She gets flung through the window. Right. And then that guy comes through after. Yeah, I can't quite work out I why... I think he throws her through the window, freaks everybody out. Yeah, that's weird. And then he move. kind of steps over her yeah. and gets into a tussle with Erin. Well, no, that's La- cause it's Lamb Mask that killed her. That's later on. I think Tiger Mask comes in earlier. Does he just come through the window? Yeah, and she... I mean, no, she... Lamb Mask comes in the thing and steps on a thing. Yeah. That's but, later on. Yeah. yeah so t- so it's Tiger Mask. He does chuck her through the window, <laughs> though, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. But yeah. that ain't really clear. But he Tiger Mask is the first one to get it. He comes in through the window. Erin has got like a box of knives that she's going to go and hand out to everyone. Yeah. He kind of breaks in and she trips. Uh, basically, she picks up a meat tenderizer. Oh, she, she yeah, she don't fuck about. She takes his knee out and then just starts pummeling his head. Yeah. And, I mean, unfortunately, she never tops that moment. No, I mean, she gets him five, two yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, she bad. takes his... Felix and Zia stood in the corner going, fuck me. Yeah, they just hide <laughs> away. They sort of hide and away. And she pulls his mask off and goes, do you recognise this guy? And they're like, oh, we can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> She's absolutely pummeled him. Pulverised. But then yeah. just after that, the dad goes upstairs. That's right. Felix and Zia go up. Yeah. He gets murdered in front of them. Yeah. And they, they instantly... They're not the way they're reacting is off. You're yeah. like because as the blood splatters from his arterial spray, Felix just kind of sort of it's like oh it's got blood yeah. on me, it's which like, is yeah, yeah. It's like somebody's pissed on his shoes. And, and that's what that's the big re- that's the first big reveal, which yeah. is it was Felix's idea. No, is it? Is Z's the mastermind? 
No, Felix says, I knew you were going to do it, but you didn't have to do it in front of me. Well, they're be- well, we find out that Z and Felix are in on it. Yeah. And that they're, they're in cahoots with the masked men that are uh, staging a special military operation in their home. Um, so, uh, the big twist is, you know, that some of the family are in on the murders. Yeah. Okay. Um, Z, I would say Z is the mastermind. Because I'm not, I'm not so sure. Well, uh, Felix is a feckless, spineless twat. Yeah. Uh, and Z, uh, uh, my favourite line in the whole film. Go on then. You discover that they're... Uh, uh, I'm going to get you to set me up for this line. Okay. Oh, God. I'm not going to act it. I'm just going to say it. Okay. But you, uh, you basically find out that Felix and his girlfriend, who from the start, you know, is like a kind well, of femme can, fatale. If I can be She's honest. smoking. She's chewing gum at dinner. She kind of... She shrugs her shoulders while they're doing the prayer at, like, dinner. Well, when Felix she's told that, he looked, oh, you thought... I, he looked... He looked fucking dodgy from the moment he got out of the car. Yeah, and he knew about the phone jammers. Yeah, it's and even Drake. I've got to early on though. It kind of says you're you, you Felix. You're some shady shit. Yeah, yeah. But I got to admit, it, it it did little bit. <laughs> I was a little bit let down by <clears throat> by that reveal. I got to be honest. Well, okay. it just turned it into. I don't have a Christie. Yeah, I just it's, it didn't. Stop it being a great film, but it was just a, when it happened. I was just like, oh, I it, knew it. I knew that it's about and it's about money. Yeah, and when you know it's about money, and they're not, cre- you know, they're not, they're not Michael Myers, they're not Jason Voorhees, they're doing it for money. Yeah, that's when you start to think, well, why were they writing your next? Your next? Yeah. Why? And what? the masks, they could have just done it with balaclavas. It just didn't... The masks would have unnerved the people in the house. That would have kind of put what, them on Or edge. you're telling me a bloke with a balaclava on outside your window with a crossbow wouldn't have unnerved anybody. What? More than a guy with uh, a lamb mask? Think, he had a lamb mask Well, he could have had any fucking mask on then. Lammy is kind of scary in that form. I don't know. I just... I just... It just... I didn't feel let down by it. I just thought, oh, it's too obvious. Because when Felix turns up... You just think, oh, he's dodgy. There's something yeah. up with him. Well, it's, but it's his girl. You know, his girlfriend's dodgy. He's his classic and femme fatale. It just, it just classic femme fatale, Mark. It just seems to me like ask for money. We'll just wait for your fucking parents to pass away. Then it is. It isn't entirely for money. This is why the Z thing comes into it. Okay, right. Because do you want to reveal? Should we reveal the later twist? No, you do it. Okay, uh, so. Okay, so we know that uh, Z and Felix, Felix being the son, they're they're basically involved in the killing. Yeah, I think Felix ends up. Drake's got a crossbow. Joe Swanberg, Drake, has got a crossbow bolt in his back. It's, he's incredibly lucky to still be alive at this point. Felix kills him downstairs With in about the basement. Nine fucking. <laughs> That's yeah. a great scene. That yeah, yeah. He's yeah, all fucking old die already. Yeah, this <laughs> is painful enough for me. <laughs> And he stood there with like scissors, yeah, screwdrivers, anything pointy in a tool shed he's got in his chest. Yeah. And then uh and then there's a later scene where uh Felix is upstairs with Z 
and they're all, they're kind of kissing and canoodling on the same bed. As where his mum, where yeah, his, that was a very strange. Where his dead mum is, right? And uh, she was complaining, wasn't she? Uh, yeah, I, 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 why your line? Right here you yeah. go, Mark. A little bit of voice acting for okay, you. Okay, right. your line is, I don't think that's a fair criticism. Okay. Okay. Do you want to just do your line reading? You said you said this, do you? No, you you're you're playing Felix. the Felix role. I don't think that's a fair criticism. Okay, okay, right, okay. No, you've got to do it straight away. Don't look at the paper. You should no, because no, I'm going to do a line before... I'm going to do a line to right. set your line up, all right? What okay. are you saying? I don't think that's a fair criticism. Okay, right, okay. Right, I'm going to, I'm going to do a line, you do your line, and then I do the killer line. Okay, okay come on okay. then. <laughs> you never want to do anything interesting anymore. Well, I don't think that's a fair criticism. Fuck me next to your dead mum then. <sighs> what did he say after that? Well, he didn't do it. He just gets up and walks away. Then, I don't annihilate her. <laughs> if it was his dead mum, <laughs> how dark is that? Well, bit? I just thought so. So, but what we learn from that is that Z is, is fucked up, right? So, although the sons are doing it for the money, yeah, Z, you suspect, well, is son at this point. Uh, so it's what? It's still son at this point. What is? You said sons. It is two sons. Yeah, but you've given away another spoiler. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, all right, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, cut that. Just to... No, no. no so we, all right, so we know that Z, of the of Z and Felix, yeah. we know that Z is the more deranged, you know? you You start to think that Z would probably just do this for the fun of it. And you also kind of think, like, would Felix know these ex-service men well, that were crazy? The, he's that's in the defence thing, isn't he? Yeah, so but... I don't... I, don't I, think, I think Z knows these crazy stoner ex-service guys. I think it's Z. I think Z is the mastermind. Yeah. No, you're probably right. She is... The, it's, it's at this point you suddenly realise that Erin... Is in this house on her own, and suddenly she's got five of these fuckers to deal with. How many? Five. Three. Three. No. Oh no, it's five. Four. No, it's no, it's no, five. One of the family members. Yeah, you got Erin, Felix, Lambface, and Fox. Yeah, she's killed Tiger. Tiger she's, mask. She's wiped out mask. Tiger mask. Tiger mask. Tiger mask. Tiger mask. Yeah, <laughs> and um. You find out that he was a brother of Lamb Mask. Yeah, that's right, Lamb Mask. Um, and uh, in uh, Fox Mask is the guy that's been looking around upstairs. Yeah. So um, uh, she basically incapacitates Lamb Mask. He gets he stands on a nail. Yeah, she did a very clever trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she put one of these traps down so he could see it. Yeah, and he obviously thought. Well, there's no more traps. How obvious. <laughs> How obvious. There's no more traps where I'm going to put my foot. And there was one right underneath. The, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. i got, I got to be honest. Her, like, the whole reveal of, like, uh, I grew up in a survivalist family. Like Sarah On Connor. a compound. Yeah. And why, can't she, why can't she just be badass? And, I mean, but she wasn't that, but she wasn't that convincingly badass. Well, she was... Well, I mean, I, I don't know why with these, because she's not the first final girl to ever fight back, is she? No, not at all. 
Um, you know, I was drawing car- comparisons with the hunt and uh, the heroine in the hunt is way better. She's way more badass. Yeah, but you know, she's more surprising. Yeah, but she sets you up for being badass for uh, in her first scene. Yeah, but this, this, I, I don't know. She but was, the, but the, uh, uh, what I would say is that in the hunt, the fights are more convincing. She's more convincingly physically badass. Whereas, it, I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. Your next is a relatively moderate budget, you know, moderate budget film. Yeah, mini but critical. her badassery basically amounts to just whacking someone in the head with a knife. Oh no, there's some frying pans going on. Yeah, a little bit. And but, a blender. Yeah, great blender death. Oh, that's a fucking blender. I love a good blender death. We'll have to get that to it. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, okay. But, um. I don't know the, the the trope of the the final girl fighting back. It seems like it's a new thing, but it's not really, because every final girl fights back. Well, yeah, of course they do. I think they're, they're, they're trying to she's give. A, she's they're a trying little... to give. I don't know whether they're trying to give these girls more badassery than they actually fucking need. Need. I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's sexist of me. I don't know. But I've, yeah, but I think the trouble is, I think they were trying to show that Erin was like really knew what to do in a siege situation and I wasn't that convinced that she did re- I mean she's basically just telling her and that when her and uh, Z are like just like okay well why don't you knock five nails into this bit of wood and I, I'll do I'll, you know and maybe do three of those I mean it's just like it's really bad she didn't they didn't, she maybe just they didn't, didn't really her. convince me that she was that badass. Well, that's that she I mean, really she got, knew what she, she was She doing. got them out of the fucking dining room, didn't she? Yeah. And that's when her, her, her boyfriend is... The, she should have turned the lights out and just crawled yeah, across the floor. Just, I don't know why didn't you just crawl across the floor anyway. How many scenes later on, with the lights on, does she stand in front of a window looking out of it? Yeah. And if there's... If there's a guy outside with a crossbow, you're gonna, you're not gonna. Even if you don't turn the lights out, but why, you're why not just standing. Cross, why has he got a fucking cumbersome crossbow? Why has he got a rifle? Sorry. Well, because a rifle isn't as scary. Yeah, but that's for the effect of the film. Yeah. But to do the job, have a sniper rifle. Well, it's silent. But then they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, aren't they? it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. You don't need to wear the silly mask. You don't need, you don't need to write your next on the walls. And you don't need a crossbow. And you don't need a crossbow. Which, which is a or f- an axe. He killed people with an axe. Just go in there with a gun. A forty-five. Yeah. They've been over. But then how would they have... But I guess the narrative that they wanted to portray was that it was a bunch of crazy serial killers. They'd just gone mental. Because they were trying to kind of divert attention away from the fact that it was basically... Let's be fair, an attempt to wipe out a whole portion of the family so that Felix could get the inheritance. That's where your Agatha Christie comes in. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying it fell apart. It just... The ending just seemed... Should we do the final twist? Yeah. Erin's boyfriend, who earlier on in the film runs off to go and get a car and find help 
turns out to be in on it. Well, he's he he calls of... Felix after Felix has had the, blend, the blender death. We haven't talked about the blender death. Well, we have. The, uh, he gets killed by a blender. Yeah, well, she smashes on it. <laughs> Plugs it in as well. It's not even plugged in. Yeah, yeah, that's smashed. good, yeah. She smashes on it so the blades are embedded in his top of his Is brick. it? Is it as gory as you'd want it? It's not... No, it's gory enough. Yeah. It's, got, it's as gory as it has to be. There's no brain matter or anything, is there? No brain You could have seen an eye pop out or something like that. Would you like really shove it down in his head? Well, she didn't give it a his teeth. Yeah, it's not her. Anyway, it's a great. F- anyway, Felix's phone goes and it turns out Aaron's boyfriend's on the other end of it. Crispin. Crispin is on the other end of the phone going, uh, Yeah, it's all done. <laughs> yeah, can I He's basically ran away and wimped out from the killing of his family. Utterly gutless, spineless yeah. shit. Um. And then uh, at the end, uh, there's basically a standoff between the two, and he he's really he's a good actor. AJ Bowen is a good actor. That scene, well, he's trying to convince her. What a slimy! You're nearly you're nearly you're nearly going. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, bad idea. Yeah, (laughs) he's like, yeah, come on, this, yeah, okay. So it was a bit rough. You were never really meant to get hurt in. You know, it's happened. We'll we'll forget about it. You know, come on. And uh, like, that, we, like, like if the, if she did, that's not gonna t- that's not gonna be fucking brought up at every argument they ever have. Yeah, you remember that time yeah. you killed your whole family? Yeah, and you invited <laughs> me there for it. Um, and the the whole uh, she stabs him in the neck, and he says uh, why, and she says why the fuck not? Yeah, um, and that's that's I think that's kind of a funny games. That line is in funny games. I think that's a tip to that. Yeah, maybe. Um, but then, and you're totally with her at that point. Yeah. Well, you are throughout the film. Until the axe falls into the copper's face. Why well, she, Why would she set that? I don't even get well, why she, she set well, that she trap she set up. the man trap because she thought um, the fox guy was going to come through the front door. So she set up a man trap with an axe to swing down with bricks on it so it would have the, the weight to kill somebody when it swung down. Yeah. And then she looks over and he's just climbing through the window. He, She kills him in a great way. What? With a light? With, with a camera? Yeah, I don't know. But I don't, I'm not convinced by that death, really. It was effective. Yeah, I get it. Didn't she smash his face in? Well, basically, she, puts, she goes down into the, the basement... With a camera, and she sets a camera to take photos every few just seconds. Keep flashing, so yeah. it keeps flashing. So he obviously walks towards the camera. A sort of strobe effect. So he's got this weird semi-strobe effect, and you got to remember, he looks like he's completely off his tits. Oh, his eyes are so really, he's, yeah. he's drawn to that. Yeah, and she gets a drop on him and smashes the shit out of him. Is she that really the, fucking smashes the shit out of these guys when she gets hold of him? Is that um? Is that what he's... He has got stoner eyes, yeah, he's, he? He's, he's make, supposed to be I completely think they make a mashed. Point, they make a point of him taking... Because they've, they've all got their masks on, plus balaclavas over the top. And he at one point, he's outside talking to Felix. And he takes all his masks off. And he looks out of it. He looks like he's... He's proper fucking stoner. So obviously, he thinks he's... And that cre- and doesn't that make it a little bit yeah, more creepy? Yeah, it does. And he's had it, he's had like his Walkman on. I didn't call him that now, but like he's been listening to music. Yeah. So he's got stoned, been hiding upstairs in the house, listening to music, popping out, chopping people up with machetes. Yeah. But he just get he gets. I can understand why he gets mesmerized by that camera flashing. Yeah, I guess. And she really 
fucking smashes his head in. Well, good, he's an arsehole. And then, um, um, well, yeah, we got to the end there. That's not quite the end. Yes, it is. No, no, no. Yeah, well, the, but she sets the man trap up. Oh, well, yeah. And then, come, yeah, uh, yeah. then you forget about it. Yeah. And just as she stabs. Well, she, she stabs Crispin in the neck, in, in the, the eye. eye. That's pretty gruesome. And then the, 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 uh, the copper through the window copper sees through, it. Well, how, where, how, where's he come from? Well, she texts. She sent that emergency text. Right. And even, uh, she says early on, even with low signal, one bar, you should be able to get a text through to emergency services. Right. And they eventually receive it and reply. Yeah, so she, he shoots her in the shoulder, calls for backup, goes around the front of the house. She's crawling to the front door. She he, can hear... He, he does crucially say what he says on the radio does kind of let you know in a way that when the backup arrives she's still going to be okay because I don't think he ever says oh there's a he doesn't say like oh there's a crazy girl here I just shot her he just says there's bodies here it's all you know shit's going down um so he he opens the front door she says no (laughs) the axe (laughs) the axe swings down and then you get a blood splatter of you're next and that's the end of the film why yeah that, that yeah, whole the, the whole, whole you next, next thing doesn't work for me really. meanwhile next door Dwight Tilly's looking for the magic is still playing on repeat with those dead bodies just yeah like, like hours and hours and hours and hours later days later those dead bodies. Well, how long is it going to take for the police to discover them? But the, but in that because they're going to be so concerned. Then it send a shiver up the back. Yeah, of that yeah. song is still just repeating on the. That is the creepiest thing about that film. I love that, and I love I love I do love that song. It's a, what, what would you? Um, what didn't you like about the film? What didn't I like? Yeah, it? I didn't like that. Your next being written on the walls made no bloody sense whatsoever. Yeah, your yeah. next. Well, wh- why? What? It would have made sense if they were just bring the serial killers. Well, yeah, but they were ex special forces guys. But he, who were they even trying to say to that you're next? It was just a random. It was like a. It was an open invitation to anyone. Yeah, because they were all next. They killed all of them. Yeah, well, everyone dies. Yeah. Well, apart from Aaron. Yeah. Well, I, I, I enjoyed it up until I started disliking it when the reveal happened in the, the twist. I kind of fancy Z. Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon? Well, I know, obviously, you fancy Z, because that's what you she's, are. She's an evil mastermind, and she's from Bristol. Yeah, I don't think the mastermind thing was made as obvious as maybe I needed it to be. Well, yeah. Maybe that's on me. But um, Well, I, I did see a, a making of, I did see a making of uh, on my DVD copy. And, uh, Why are you watching a DVD copy? Yeah, wash my mouth out. It was a Betamax copy, of course. They had a making of at the end of the Betamax tape, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, we've got, as we've noted before, we have magical Betamax tapes of <laughs> films of all eras and any supplement material that you might want, say, on a DVD, comes on the Betamax. Mm. That's mm. how magical the Betamax dungeon is, Mark. 
So I saw a supplement. It was about the making of, and in the making of, Simon Barrett basically said the idea. It's not made explicit, but the idea is that Z really is the mastermind. Yeah, and she's got her, she's got her hooks in Felix. She's convinced him that you know killing your parents and getting the money is a good idea. He's roped his brother in, Crispin. They're both horrible, gutless, Thank nasty you. shits. Yeah. Uh, and she happens to know these ex-service men, two of them are brothers, and they're really stoner mate. They're all a little bit... Do you believe that it's basically an arms dealer, the father is? Well, he's involved in a, a, a defence contractor. He gun in the house. It seems unusual. It does seem unusual. But then I, I think that... And no other security... I think a lot. Of, I think gunplay would maybe be a step too far for what is essentially a mumblecore film. Yeah. It's mumblecore, and I mean it's maybe mumblecore. I'm talking about it like it's a thing. It's maybe mumblecore to the point where they had a bit of money, but yeah. I mean a lot of it is kind of. I suspect a lot of it is kind of improv- improvisational. Yeah. So what would you give it out of five? Uh... On a good day, I'd give it four. On a bad day, I'd give it three. Well, you gave the, the new Leatherface film four. Whoa, that's crazy. When did I do that? Well, what, earlier tonight? Was, yeah. And I was I was more sober then. Yes. I'd give that three. Right. I'd give this three. Yeah, I would give this one three as well. I mean, I, lo- I do love it. I like the premise. I didn't, yeah. I didn't understand the masks. I didn't understand the your But the mask made it cool. I did like yeah, the mask. Yeah, but you yeah. And the uh, it, the guy with the lamb mask was the worst. Yeah, tiger mask and fox mask they were bad, but lamb mask was the worst, which is kind of ironic. Yeah, because you generally think the lamb is going to be like, you know, lamby, you know, lamby, 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 lamby. He's going to be lamby. Yeah, you know what I mean. Lamby, soft and woolly. Yeah, soft and woolly lamby. Everyone loves lamby. Uh, especially with a bit of mint sauce. Right, okay. Uh, good night, Mark. Good night, viewers. Uh, what are we doing next week, Mark? I don't know. We've not discussed it yet. Okay. Razorback. No, I don't own it. Cut that. Rollerball. You can't get Rollerball. I've got Rollerball. Oh, Jesus. Why didn't we do that this week? Because it only downloaded today uh, okay. onto the Beast Max Oh, uh, okay. Downloaded All right. the Beast Give me a fucking minute. Uh, we should point out that Igor is a pretty shit librarian of the tapes and he doesn't utilize the Dewey decimal system. So they're not they're not alphabetical to what? They are not in alphabetical order. What was that thing you just said a second ago about him what? What Dewey decimal? Yeah, what's that mean? Well, that's the system of alphabetized alpha alphabetizing. We'll just say alphabetizing. Well, from A to Z. I can't say because I'm well, just drunk. say put it in alphabetical order. Yeah, it's that not in alphabetical order. That would order. save us 25 Alphabet- seconds. Alphabetizing. But you called it what? The Dewey Decimal. Never heard of that in my 50 years. Well, you're a pretty ignorant man, Mark. Oh, I'm, I am, am I? <laughs> right, I'm just going to have a quick chat cut with... That, um, that, I'm going to have cut a quick that. chat with Jamie about his manners. I'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Never, have you never heard of that? But why would I have heard of that? What, the Dewey Decimal? No. You go to libraries. Yeah, it's, just, it's alphabetical order. Yeah, but that that's the system. 
No, I've never said they've never heard. They've never right, heard. just type it into your phone. I've sake. never heard of duodecimal. They people just say he's not a person. Back. It's a system. I didn't say it was a person. I've never heard of the duodecimal system. I've just heard of the alphabetical order. Yes, over there, A to Z, mate. Yes, over there, duodecimal. It's a duodecimal system. You're going to say that to a five-year-old, aren't you? He's going to go, what? And you're going to go, well, it's A to Z. And they go, but what? And you go, well, it's A, B, C. On, it A, and then it goes all the way through to Z. Yeah, but there's different ways of doing it. I don't care. This right, is hang on. <sighs> Do you include the? No, you shouldn't. Right, okay, that's Dewey decimal. Do you include A? What, as a letter? If the, if the story is... If you're going by title... What, like a ripple in time? Yeah. Do you count A? Well, no, you've just got to count R. Right. That's Dewey Decimal. Well, most people... So you do know it, yeah, you but, bloody bird. You people, do! Most, if I was going into the, a library looking for a ripple in time, I'd go to A and then go, oh, it's not here, I'll go to R. No, you wouldn't, because you just told me you wouldn't go to A. You yeah, just said you'd go to R, ripple in time. The title is A Ripple in Time, but you know that you would go for ripple in time in an alphabetized system. Good night, everybody. Oh, shit, you still recording that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. fuck's sake. <laughs> Say good night, Jamie. Good night, Jamie. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Oh, share, like and share for the listens. <laughs> Thanks. That's the advert. Desperately. Done. Bye. Jamie and Fortress Betamax Dungeon?